Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shkalim, and in our pagination, it's uh, Daf Zayin Amud Aleph. We, as I mentioned, we have a very short podcast, actually far shorter than it seems, to finish our study of the second parak. We're going to start with the Mishnah, which is marked as Halacha Zayin. In the printed Mishnah, it is a continuation of Halacha He, which is all one long piece, and in the Talmud, it is the separate halacha hey. Motar shvuyim l'shvuyim. Money that was collected to ransom captives, surplus money goes to other captives. Motar shavui loto shavui. But surplus money for uh, a specific captive, they collected too much, it goes to him. Motar aniim lanim. If they collected money for the needs of the poor and there's extra, then it goes to the poor. Motar ani, but if it was collected for a specific poor person, loto ani, it goes to him. They collect money for indigent uh, people uh, who died, then it goes to them, other indigent people. Motar mate, but it was collected for one person, then Liyoshav, it goes to his heirs. He says, no, anything surplus for the mate sits until Elio comes, which is a, uh, a way of saying that until we can clarify what the intent of the givers was, uh, or some other clarification, we're not going to do anything with it. He says, no, we take the surplus and we build them a nicer mausoleum or headstone or whatever over the grave. Now, let's say, uh, this is the Talmud now, let's say that uh, they collected money for a mate, assuming he didn't have money. And then after they collected, it turns out he had, which means this is not now motar, this is totally money that was not didn't need to be collected. Here's our Amar, motar hamate. Lior Shav. Ramir thought, Ramirmia thought, in this case it also goes to his heirs. Ravidi de Chutre. Hagatz machad lo chavnun The people who gave it intended to give it to this guy. So Merlei Analo Amarit at Manalach. So his answer was, I never said that. Where did you hear it from? Alright, meaning, had I not said it, where would you have heard it from? He was a teacher. Alright, good. So that's the end of that particular discussion. So we have an addition to Rabbi Natan's words in the Mishnah that not only would he build a nicer headstone over it, but some sort of a fountain or something to spray wine over the mate. In other words, make it as nice as you need to, as you can, with that money, and that's the only place it goes. Tani, that you don't take money set aside for one ran, one captive and use it for another. If you're collecting uh, money to co- to buy a garment for a poor person, you don't switch it for another one. It was designated. But if the leaders of the community do it anyways, then we don't stop and we don't protest. And the parak ends with this. And I said, the idea that we do not build mausoleums or headstones for Sadiqim, their words are the best commemoration of them. Now this is followed with a significantly long agadic piece, which evidently was never really part of the Yerushalmi, and was somehow added in uh, at a much later date, and therefore we're not going to be studying it. Uh, Moskowitz wrote about this in an article in Tarbeats about uh, uh, back in, uh, uh, I think, the beginning of the 21st century, um, about uh, foreign material that came into the Yerushalmi uh, from elsewhere, this happens to be a piece that was worked from several different pieces of Yerushalmi and worked together, but we're not exactly sure when it got in, but since it is not part of the organic Yerushalmi, to the best of our knowledge, we will not be studying it. We'll pick it up with the beginning of Parak Gimel in the next podcast. Meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.